Alright. And in three, two, one. As I live and breathe, welcome to the Chimmy Comics Cast. I'm your host, Tanner Kirby, alongside Mr. Chimmy Comics himself, Riley Davis. And to my left, the man who is never wrong, Whitesmith. Charmed. Now, most of you know, we are huge nerds, so each and every month, we come together to talk all things comic books. Not just paperbacks and issues, but movies, TV, video games, everything related to comics. So, true believers, let's begin how we begin every show. What have you guys been reading? You want me to begin? Go ahead. All right. I've got, got a whole Halo theme <clears throat> going yeah, there. Yeah, I've got a Halo binge gone through this month. Read The Cold Protocol by Tobias S. Buckle, and it follows Captain Keys, but he's not a captain. He's only a lieutenant at this point. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I know nothing about Halo, so none of that cool anything Riley, to me. Riley knows. So, <laughs> he was the captain in the first Halo game. And this is a New York Times bestseller. Is, pretty much every <laughs> pretty Halo much, novel. Pretty much anything you'll pick up is... Yeah. It's like every comic says New York Times bestseller. How does that work? Do I they just know. have to sell just, a certain number? I yeah. think that's how it is, yeah. I think it's, it's not really like a prestigious title. It's like... I think that's odd, because like, the best-selling comic books have like sold like 20,000 issues, and that's considered a success. So I'm like, how much does a book have to sell to be considered a bestseller? No, they sell a lot They sell a lot. That. Well, there's stuff like Arkham Asylum that's sold a lot. No, but I'm And then there's I'm little stuff, like, like issue one of Immortal Hulk. No, but when you look at... <laughs> Uh, the weekly sales charts for Diamond Comics, the right. distributor. They, of course, I gave them the best. Calls. The best-selling <laughs> books tend to do one or two hundred thousand. That's right, Barbara. That, I've talked to you issue. with Diamond Comics. That's a single issue. So, like with those graphic novels, they're probably pushing more than that. I would say, especially the reprints and all that stuff. Mm. So they sell a lot. Mm. But I don't know what uh, constitutes a New York Times bestseller. I'll have to Google that. A hundred copies. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm gonna title this it's comic. I'm gonna ti- title this comics cast New York Times bestseller. <laughs> yeah. No, it's Chimney not an insult. Cast I mean, <laughs> it's a legit book. Yeah. Oh yeah. You mm-hmm. know, it's good. So the plot line basically follows Keys serving aboard a frigate, experimental stealth frigate too. Oh. And uh, there's an independent human... Not that keys. <laughs> Pretty much. But there's an independent human colony out there. It's like they survived a covenant attack. And they have... Navi- yeah, here, take it. We'll put it right here in the spotlight. Yeah. They have navigational spotlight. data that'll lead the covenant to other human systems and planets. And they can't let the covenant get their hands on that. So Keys and his frigate go there to kind of secure that data. We also have a Spartan team which is Grey Team, which has okay. uh, several of them. And is that Gen 1 Spartans? Yeah, this is, uh, no, it's Spartan 2s. Okay. So it's from the same class as John, Fred, and Kelly, and Linda, and cool. all them. I was about to ask you that. Like, yeah. are there Spartans yet? Yeah, these are those Spartans. They don't have shields on their armor, though. They're still in Mark IV. Ooh. So, like, yeah. Yeah, the armor kind of doesn't match. That cool. Yeah, it's a good book. So it follows them and some of these colonists on this and the colony's called the Rubble. It's an asteroid colony. It's all these. It's an asteroid belt, and mm-hmm. they've uh, dug them out and inhabited them. And uh, there's independent covenant there as well, like some of their species. And that they're not really independent. They're working for the covenant on the down low. But these colonists are insurrectionists as well. Are so they bounty hunters? I mean, there are bounty hunters there. And it follows... Is that Wyatt's Boba favorite Fett. thing? Boba Fett. Come, no, I, Boba's not my favorite Star Wars character, no. IG-88. <laughs> yeah, that one. Bosk. I knew it. I knew it. Dengar. Dengar's my favorite. I wrote a whole fan fiction about Dengar. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Gotta tell how we got them bandages all over around. We'll have to link that. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, there's also a guy who's task with protecting the data by the council that runs this colonist named Delgado and he's cool. He has a magnum that's like cla- like custom made wood furniture on it called Sonorasis. It's cool. Like everything you say Tanner is looking at me and I just buzzed out laughing. <laughs> no, I was thinking of Delgado. Delgado is the uh, Roger Delgado was the master on Doctor Who. Oh. Mm. That's an interesting fact, Tanner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm chock full of man. Yeah. Bring. 
<laughs> so, and <laughs> also know? another character that we see from the Covenant's perspective, Thel Vadim, the Arbiter. This is before oh, he Wait, what was a, that word? <laughs> that's his name, Thel Vadim. Well, Vadim at this point. Thel Vadim. T-H-E-L-V-A-D-A-M. You know when you play those RPGs and you click the, you click Random. the rand, randomizer Random. name? That's what it sounds <laughs> that's what like. It sounds like yeah. One time, though, I played Knights of the Old Republic, and it gave me the most badass name. I forget what it was, but it was so cool, and I was like, I'm keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. Try and remember that. I want to hear it. Anyway. Yeah. So, there's prophets doing political scheming behind the scenes. Fell bad to me. What are there. prophets? Covenant leaders. Okay. Or like the covenant. covenant are aliens. Yeah, it's a okay. covenant is an alliance of aliens. The prophets are called the San Shayum. They're a race, and they're kind of the religious leaders and scientists of the covenant. And gotcha. Bell is an elite Sanhedrin. Do they they're the, the specific year that this takes place? It's in the twenty five thirties, I believe. Oh, okay. Let me look. So quite a bit. So quite a bit before. before. It's in the middle. This is. It revolves around the outer colonies have really just been decimated, and Admiral Cole, who's pretty much the leader of the human resistance to it. Have they created the Halo rings yet? Oh, yeah. That was hundreds of thousands of years ago. Really? When the Halo rings were created, yeah. Because the flood destroyed the Forerunners, and the Halo rings fired, and the, then who, the Forerunners reset. The Forerunners made the rings. Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't really know that. <laughs> Put the Forerunners to work. <laughs> Shut up, Tanner. <laughs> Don't pretend like I know something about Halo. <laughs> so yeah, the Forerunners made the rings. We're going over a lot of lore here. Yeah. <laughs> because it... So yeah, it takes... Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. It does sound cool. We might... I wish I knew anything about Halo to yeah. where I would understand anything. So well, are they that... like sending a, a small elite team to the colonies? Or it's like... uh, This colony, they send... Gray team is the Spartan team, and they're kind of like behind enemy lines. Like they have a freighter, and they blend in with insurrectionists and try and do that for the Office of Naval Intelligence. But the Navy sends their own force here in the frigate Midsummer Night, which is this experimental stealth model. But one of the bridge crew members—well, I'm not going to spoil anything. I was about to spoil something. Not going to do it. It's a good book. Has very good plot. Good artwork on the cover. Did you say the ship was called Midsummer Night? Yeah, UNSC Midsummer Night. That's yeah. what my ship would be called. The UNSC ship names, they're cool. And I can get into that. And as well, Tanner, you said you know nothing of Halo? Mine would be Tuesday Night Delight. <laughs> <laughs> the next book can... Well, both books can help with... Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, this is Halo Mythos. And it's a book that goes over the story of Halo pretty much from the Forerunners to the top. that mic. <laughs> Take it out. It has some of the best artwork of Halo, like ever. Is Just that look. Rick and Morty? No. Oh, looks like him. That's Master Chief and Cortana. Oh. But it's... <laughs> feel like a school teacher. Same thing. Flip through here, like, here's some of the artwork. Oh, yeah. That's pretty. And uh, that's, like, when the so rings are getting made. So is this an art book? What is this? It yeah. goes over the story of Halo, like See, I said. See, it's got a little bit of text right here. But And then there's other, which are just a lot of text, and goes over a lot of lore. And this oh, yeah. is all the Forerunner cast. And uh, this is beautiful. Who who painted this? A lot of people. Like I know, they they're down here. This is uh, watermarked by the oh, artists. Okay. A lot of different artists work cool. on it. Well, so since we don't that. know who it was, I did it. And that's Halo. <laughs> that's Halo Wars. Just the, remember the, the This is my one of my favorite ones. This is the Battle you know, of Sigma Vast Four, which is one of the greatest. Let me uh, let me describe one of my drawings. So you see right here, <laughs> this one is the Master Chief. He knows something. And these took me a while to draw. I don't. They're the flag machines. They're called banshees. Uh, back, you don't know in, what uh, back in the 1700s is when this was made. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the future, the future was like in the past, and then you know aliens attack. So, you know that's why we're where we are today. Sounds like some bad fan fiction. Uh, this circle thing, uh, I think that's an escape pod. I yeah. think. Bumblebee life pod. Yeah, and this is all set on Earth. This thing in the sky, that was the camera flash, you know. <laughs> it kind of messed it up and got grainy because, you know, 1700s. But yeah, and, uh, Battle for no, Alpha Halo. The 1700s. Yeah. Battle for Alpha Halo. A uh, not, the aliens were actually angels. And that's no. the Halo. That's the Halo. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no one believe a word this man just said. I don't think they do. <laughs> but yeah, it has a lot of art. That's really good. Here's some Covenant. That's... Oh, yeah. Return to the 
It's in the slab. Alpha Shard, that's from Halo Nightfall, which came out with Halo 5. And then here's Halo 5's events. Mm -hmm. Aren't we getting Halo Infinite? Yeah, Halo Infinite. And there's Arrival. That's from Halo Wars 2, and that's where they kind of end in this book. But I wanted to, hold on, let me show you one of my favorite pieces of artwork. Who makes Halo? 343. 343 Industries. Microsoft. They're going to call me later and be like, heard this guy talk about 1700s. Halo. How do you know the story? <laughs> yeah, here's my favorite. You remember the uh, Halo 3 when you did the Voy mission? He uh, drew that mm -hmm. in. Have the UNSC assaulting the 400 Dreadnought in Africa? Did you say Africa? Yeah, they come to Yes, come they're still in Africa. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the Covenant invade Earth. 1700s Africa was not the place to be. It, was, tell it wasn't 1700s. Gotta, play, gotta tell you. Where'd you get this? Walmart. Uh, no. <laughs> Ordered it online on Amazon. Amazon. Cool. You two can, options. You, can you got two options. You can borrow it if you want to know more about Halo. Walmart, this pretty much, Amazon. Because this pretty much has the entire Halo story on it. And it had a dust jacket, but I couldn't find it. Well, those, those comics that I got you... Like a long time ago. Yeah, I don't Christmas. know what you're about. Were they good? They were good. Like, what are they about? Well, one of them, well, Escalation can, that you got is by Brian Reed, who we don't like to talk about because he's <laughs> terrible. So, I mean, the story, though, some of the story in Escalation is good. The rest of it's kind of trash. But um, the other one you got me, which is about Spartan Team Black, is pretty good. Is that the one by Marvel? Yes, that's okay. the Marvel one. Okay, and as you said, you that were talking... That's a big one. Yeah, as you said, you talking about the ship names this is all about ships like here it has good artwork and lore i love it right here is see tanner he's just a different kind of nerd yeah i feel like <laughs> i feel like the fleet names should be like star wars fleet names right like easy yeah but i am assu automatically assuming that these are not going to be easy names to remember well that's uh the how well the technical names are obviously going to be difficult. Yeah, you know, but like Star Wars, it's like well, why we? Yeah, be we. Well, I mean that's the class <laughs> name. Like they have class names for the ships, but then the ships themselves have names, and I mean those are just fighters, so yeah. they don't. And they're really easy get names. to remember. So, well, I mean they're Star, like the letters. Well, Star Wars <laughs> fighters, all UNSC fighters are named after swords, sabers, long swords. They're named short after swords, swords? but broadswords. But yeah. the the X wing and Y wing don't they have technical names? Yeah, they do. Okay, I figured they did. Do they? Yeah. I mean, I, I've got Wikipedia on my phone because I'm a nerd. Wikipedia. Yep. Oh, that's the glossary. <laughs> but yeah, it goes over pretty much every ship that. Well, not every ship. It misses a couple. Oh, that but, looks like Forerunner. Yeah, they have some Forerunner stuff in there. But it's mostly UNSC and Covenant. Is that a person? No. And I love the <laughs> I love the UNSC ones the best. That's just me. Well, duh. We know that. Yeah. Troop carrier. I'm pretty sure that's a thing from Tron. No, you got a lot of covenant when you see one of these. Yeah. I'm surprised you never played this, Tanner. It's really cool. I didn't like Halo. Really fun, yeah. Hey, Come join us me. next week, Tanner, because me and Riley were going to get together and play MCC. Yeah. And you What's could that? play. Hey, with Master Chief Collection. Oh, y'all are going to actually do like gameplay now? No. The channel's not dead? <laughs> Rise from the grave? <laughs> I don't think it's going to work. Rise from the Unless grave. Unless we get a better computer. I could do a super ghetto, like, set up my iPhone on the screen. <laughs> if you want to see that, comment do. below. What does it do exactly? It just doesn't show the gameplay or something? It's stupid. The computer is not. You see, like, they call them the X-Wing in the original trilogy. That's the T-65B X-Wing. Infinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah DC, these cross-sections <laughs> they did... I can't remember who did them, but Just I don't the guy, know what the fuck that is. <laughs> the guy who did these cross sections, and they're done for a lot of the famous ships that are from the games. Uh, he did a lot of them for Star Wars too, and they got him to do these for Halo, and they're superly detailed. Like they go down to like the tiniest level of the Infinity, which is a five-kilometer-long ship. Yeah. I just knew that off the top of my head. Of course he did. Yeah, the Strident. The what? Uh, Strident class frigate. But yeah, I can't really do a gameplay on this computer because it's not good enough. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I was going to play, do a Let's Play of Assassin's Creed. Can y'all not do like the streaming like I do? Where you stream we could stream right on Xbox. And then you download the stream. Yeah, maybe. Like that was this and one right you, here. And then you record yourself. <laughs> That's the main ship. I bet we could do it off my PS4 because I have the camera and everything. This is the main ship from the first game, Tanner. The Pillar of Autumn. Can you remember that name? Autumn? 
Pillar. Of, used to have a crush uh, on a girl named Autumn. You did, didn't you? She was cool. <laughs> she probably was into this shit. <laughs> hmm. And it has some good artwork in it too, like that page right there. John Mulaney? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm guessing it's not that John Mulaney. <laughs> not that John Mulaney. John Mulaney. Wow. Have you ever been on a war fleet and you just wanted to play What's New Pussycat five times until every co covenant left? <laughs> Jeez. Alright. Uh, yeah, that, okay, yeah. Atta boy, Wyatt. Illustrated by Hans Jensen and John R. Mulaney. That's who did the cross sections, and they both did okay. them on Star Wars. So Wyatt's cool. into cool stuff. Why can't I be into cool stuff? I don't know, you're just pretty lame. You know? I, I, I am. <laughs> See, there's nothing like See, I'm that into. Riley like, is into like, comics. I'm into everything else. I'm into, <laughs> I'm into Doctor Who, but, like, I'm not researching different types of TARDISes. And, yeah. like, have a book on it. Yeah. See, I'm, I love the details. I couldn't tell you the difference between... Mongolian Cybermen or whatever right. their name is. <laughs> but you're doing Mondas, a lot better than me. I only watched like from season nine on, and you went back and watched all the other ones. Yeah, that's true. That was so a tough. That was tough. Kudos to you. <laughs> now some of them, some of them were very good. Still think that Tomb of the Cybermen, Second Doctor was awesome. But cool. just me. Hmm. There's lots of Fourth Doctor stories too. They're really good. Yeah, I've heard he's good. That's the one with yeah. the scarf, right? The audio, the audio dramas are super good, too. They're doing a series right now with River Song. Yeah, you told us yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. That River Song series is so good. They, they got Missy in it now, too. So yeah. Missy's got audio stuff, which is awesome. Ooh, anyway, so uh, I haven't read a lot this month. I've uh, been having a lot of random stuff going on with work and family and, you know, life in general. But from what I have read, I caught up on Heroes in Crisis. Which that was really good. Yeah. Still need to finish Superman's Secret Identity because that was really good. First chapter, never finished it. Still need to go back and do that. Um, Is that on Hoopla? Yes. Okay. Mm. Cool. Um, but Heroes in Crisis is really good so far. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Uh, Harley Quinn and Booster Gold. Not really caring for them as the center voices, centerpieces of the thing. But it's I don't mind it because it's not. It. it doesn't feel. Forced, no, it doesn't. It kind of is. It is. Um, the Harley Quinn part. But Tom King rides it pretty well. He does. He does. A lot of, a lot of seductive drawings of Harley. I've noticed. Yeah. And um, <laughs> sounds like something I should get into. In the past, <laughs> like there's been events where Booster was pretty much the centerpiece. Oh really? Yeah. So I, didn't I, know so I, don't, I don't mind him being in the center of this because he's a pretty legit character yeah. Yeah. when you get down to it. I mean. I'm not complaining. I like the story so far. Everything's yeah. been really good. So and the art's always good. The art is incredible. I mean, even super, even superheroes get thirsty. Yeah, I mean <laughs> the the art is insanely good. So and Silver I like Cola. I like what they're setting up with the story. So yeah, with that, uh, it's been good. Okay, so you've read up to issue six, right? Yeah. I'm so you've six. read uh, it's Kid Flash talking about his family. Um. Well, not or the, kid, it's Wally the, West. The Wally yeah. West from that, yeah. the real rebirth dimension or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he's talking about how he doesn't have his family anymore. I love that. How, how he's trying to, like, yeah. come back. And... Yeah, he's like, I recognize everyone, but I'm still alone. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't even think about that. I was like, well, isn't there not Linda in this universe? He's or? still missing uh, his wife and children. Right. So, you know, that's a big deal. God, that was awesome. I love that. Good, jo good job, Tom I King. I love how Tom King is making parallels between soldiers and superheroes. And oh, yeah. How they're, they they're all not, have issues. Yeah, they're not perfect, and, like, when something happens to them, you know, it really affects them. They're Did not you, invulnerable. So, in issue six, I believe, it has the three separate stories. As Kid Flash story, and then it has Nark or whatever his name is. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Nark story. Yeah, that was funny. He's like, you would have to survive. <laughs> like, person, 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 <laughs> never respect death. Yeah. I was like, all right, Nark. He's actually yeah. like way smarter than it. he turned. Like, really? He just talks slow. Like, sounds like me. They make him out to be really stupid in the beginning, but then you hear him talk some, and yeah. he's like really intelligent. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I noticed that when I was reading. Best, I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, besides Heroes in Crisis, I also wrote, read, uh, I went to San Francisco to work in animation, which is like, I assume, an independent thing. It's all like somebody's uh, biography of 
his autobiography where they wrote it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's an autobiography. It's Thanks yes. for the word. Yes. So <laughs> it's about her going to San Francisco and she's trying to get into animation. She's been drawing comic books and stuff and it's about her own experience of going to San Francisco to study animation. It's super good. What's that called? I went to San Francisco to study animation. Yeah. <laughs> Who's it by? No idea. I okay. could look it up if you would like. Where did you find that? It was on the front page of Hoopla. Oh. And it was like, you should read this. And that I was sounds like, pretty cool. I was like, okay, click. But it, it was cool because it was like, it kind of like fit with me because I was like, I was like, I've been there. It was like, she's like, I've always wanted to do something with this. She's like, and then I go and get interviews, get rejected, go and get interviews, get rejected. <laughs> I've got so many rejections and she's like, I live in an apartment that's next to the sea and it like or next to the ocean and she looks out her window and it's a maintenance shop called the ocean <laughs> that's funny she's like i don't have any air conditioning i'm like okay i feel for this girl i was like eh, that's every college student basically so I, I i really enjoyed it that's cool yeah i like reading independent stuff too i did too. i started black science the art is insanely good yeah have you heard about it? Yeah. Okay. I've seen uh, a little bit of the art of it. I haven't read, but like the first two issues. But it's really good. Who wrote that again? No idea. Okay. <laughs> you never know. No. <laughs> but the art, like the art, like just by itself is really good. Wyatt, you would really like it. Mm-hmm. It's all science fiction. So I would cool. love that, yeah. Yeah. Probably well, speaking of sci-fi. <laughs> has anybody heard of Ice Cream Man? Ice Cream Man? Yes. The Ice Cream Man. In what context? Like in the comic, in comics, there's a series called Ice Cream Man, Never and I'm pretty it. sure it's like Black Mirror and Twilight Zone, but okay. it's called Ice Cream Man. I thought about reading it. I don't know. I was just wondering if y'all had actually heard of it. Not really. Okay. I might read that on the no, next episode. Hmm. I'll let y'all know. Maybe if I saw a picture of it, I might. It's just an ice cream man. <laughs> All right. Take it. So I read back. Jocko. The Galactic Patrolman Jocko? Bad Jocko? A super elite? Bad Jocko. (laughs) Uh, It's just more of Toriyama goodness that I was missing. So wait, Toriyama wrote this? Yeah. Yeah. Holy crap, Toriyama. I I thought this was like a spinoff. He drew it too, so... He always draws. I thought he had that new guy draw. Well, he's doing super. Yeah, yeah, the new guy did this. Oh, okay. And it's just straight comedy manga? So from what I hear, really... It's a comedy manga. From what I hear... As far as Dragon Ball goes. Mm-hmm. So Dragon Ball Super ends after turning him into power, the anime, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he's writing the books with that, right? The manga with that. Well, apparently, it keeps going. Even after the show ends. And it's still going. I was flipping through some books the other day in Barnes & Noble. Mm-hmm. And I was just going through Volume 1. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the big fat cat that comes along later after Frieza? The big fat cat, you mean the Universe 7? Yeah. The, like the, mm, uh, mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> he was already in there, and then, like, they were showing shots of the tournament and, like, other people fighting that I've never seen, and I've watched, like, 26 episodes so far, and none of that's in there, and I think it's, I think the books are going a different direction than the show. I don't know, maybe it's Reverse like Game of Thrones. Refresh, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. It's I weird. Like, I, I it's cool. would like to get him some time to yeah, read him. Supposedly, but... supposedly there's like a new villain and he's like a goat man. A, a goat man. A goat man. I seen the he's goat man. He's called Moro. Moro the goat man. This is like just straight up comedy. Is it? Like it's more comedy than Dragon Ball even. You know Toriyama loves his comedy. Yeah. Isn't it? It's uh, Jacko, Boma's sister. Uh, yeah. Boma's sister? Boma, is that? Boma's yeah. older sister, yeah. yes. She's older? Yeah. I thought yeah. she was younger. She has an older sister. Older. And Bulma shows up she at the very younger. end, and yeah. she's like five. Yeah, and Jacko asks her if she wants well, to be a Galactic Patrolman. <laughs> she's really smart. Is that Goku's dad? Yes. Mm-hmm. Bardock! So you get to see a little bit of that. Um, it's just, like, this takes place right before Goku's about to land on Earth. Gotcha. And they they send him to take care of it because he's a Saiyan and they they know that he can destroy the planet. Chaco's a Saiyan? No, no they're talking no. about Goku. They Goku. Know, okay. <laughs> Goku can destroy the planet. You pointed at Chaco no, and said he's a, he's a galactic patrolman sent <laughs> says, to stop understand. a Saiyan from destroying the Earth. I understand. Okay. Because he's going to be turned into a big monkey man. Because he's a protector of the innocent. 
Yeah, the Galactic Patrolmen are at war with yeah. the Frieza Force. Yes. Naturally. What, so, is it just the Frieza Force? Because then there's King Cold. Did they call it, his force the it King It turns Cold out force? just by happenstance that he doesn't get to, there to find Goku in time, and Goku escapes alive, because he would have killed Goku. Well, good thing he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Frieza would have never Well, like, he, he just wrote it in a funny way, you know, like, it, you're just like, oh, well, that's how. It was really stupid. So, it's just funny stuff. Toriyama likes to write comedy manga. He like, he, he wrote, uh, I don't remember what they're called. They're something about a professor and a, a robot android thing. That's pretty much what happens in Dragon Ball 2. It's, it's a different thing, though. Yeah. I think he references it in Dragon Ball. Are you going to read GT? Read GT? Is there a manga version of GT? I don't think so. Aw, it was only media? Yeah. Aw. Because it's not canon. Aw. I know, that's (laughs) all I was thinking. I was like, you should read it anyways. Welcome (laughs) to the Grand Tour, Grand Tour. Yeah. Welcome to the Grand Tour. So I read that. That was fun. I read that super quick. And then I got into some Immortal Hulk. That's a horror comic, isn't it? Yes. So, it is scary. when you think about it, why it asking the tough questions, <laughs> the hard-hitting facts? <laughs> anyway, you know, do you remember reading the first issue by Stan Lee? Yes. And you know how Hulk was gray, and he only turned into the Hulk at night? Yeah. And he was really scary? Okay, so Al Ewing, the writer... He loved that. Hulk is his favorite character, always has been since a child. And that was the first comic he read. And now he wants to bring it back to those roots of Hulk is freaking scary. And in this story, he only, like, he turns into the Hulk at night. And he can be killed. Because this takes place after Civil War II. The event. Um, if you don't know, he told Hawkeye... To shoot him with his special arrow. Was it a silver arrow? If he no, <laughs> true love's first <laughs> If he got out of line and couldn't control himself, he yeah. was about to go crazy. Yeah. Well, Hawkeye shoots him. He dies. Naturally. But then this takes place right after that, where he didn't. Die. He comes back to life. <laughs> so Did the thing with the, the Hulk, bombs? you know how the Hulk can't die. Um, but in this he can during the day. And yet the story is called Immortal Hulk. Yes, but listen. <laughs> He can die, but he'll come back to life in the nighttime because that's when the Hulk comes out. Oh, yeah. I'd say Bruce Banner can die. Yes. So it Hulk. starts out with him dying in the beginning. <laughs> so is he in like a casket and like a Hulk head pops up? No, no, it doesn't okay, go that far. Okay. It doesn't go that far. Imagine. Um, it's like Terminator. He <laughs> comes up and makes a thumbs um, up. I just <laughs> imagine like Nick Fury, like uh What's the what's the shield? No 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 no. What's the what's the one with the dead guy? They try to make him look like he's alive. Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's. It's Weekend yeah. at Bernie's, but with Bruce Banner. It's like Weekend with Bruce Banner, and like Nick Fury just carries around his dead body everywhere, so that at night when like she hits the fan, he can summon the Hulk. Well, you know that's pretty much what they're doing with Stan Lee's Twitter. Yeah, naturally. That is so sad, is it not? What are they doing with it? They they like. Live tweet with Stan Lee's Twitter. But they're like, oh, check out the the new Captain Marvel movie from Stan Lee. And you're like, uh. <laughs> and somebody, somebody posted a picture of Disney with the puppet of Stan Lee. And he's dead and he's like rotting. It's makes me want to go breathes in. Boy. Boy, yeah. It's messed up. Anyway, the, the story kicks off with this guy robbing a gas station. And Bruce Banner just happens to be there. He's just traveling around the country, you know, just Not staying dead. on his own. Yeah. Okay. He he doesn't have a home or money or anything, really. He just, like, tries to get along the best he can. Um, so he happens to be in that gas station, and the kid is really nervous, and he's, like, all jumpy, and he hears something and shoots an innocent person to stand there, and she's, like, a 12-year-old kid. Oh. And then the cashier is like, dude, don't shoot me. I'll give you the money. And he's like, bang, and shoots him and shoots Bruce Banner in the head. So Bruce is in the morgue 
later that day, and then the nighttime comes and breaks out of the morgue. You oh. see this huge hole in the wall. Is it shaped like Hulk or just back? No, it's just a wall. <laughs> 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 yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> That's not how it works. Hulk shaped hole. But um, it's funny. I always think of the Incredible Hulk roller coaster now. Like, when I think of the Hulk, so, like, I just, like, hear that yell, but in my head, you said he broke out of the, he broke out of the morgue, and I just imagined a roller coaster going through the wall, like a big green roller coaster. Oh. <laughs> oh. But Al Ewing has this little, uh, I don't know what you would call it. Is he related to Patrick Ewing? No, I don't think so. Dang. Uh, but it's just telling about how he grew up with the Hulk, and that was his first comic, and how he's thick. He's um, honored to <laughs> yeah, how he's honored to be able to finally write this, and he's passed up uh, other opportunities to get to this. Um, so I, I really, That's cool. I really think this is going to be a special run, just because of how much he loves the character, and it's going pretty well. I like it a lot. Now, Riley, as far as Marvel characters, who are your favorites besides Spider-Man? Spider-Man. <laughs> like, to actually read about. Spider-characters. <laughs> okay. Spider-Man. Like, uh, uh, Kane. Remember him? Sure. <laughs> like, uh, you've seen him. He's like a red and black Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. So, he had a, a series that was pretty good a few years ago. Um, and, uh, Ben Riley, obviously. I love him. Of course. Riley likes Riley. Uh, well, initially that's what drew not me to Not gonna hate him. you, Riley, because like if there was a character named Tanner Kirby, I would totally <laughs> read it. Like it could be complete trash, and I'd read it. That's what drew me to him initially, but after reading it, I really like his character. It's really cool. I feel like Wyatt has the most comic book name here. Wyatt Smith. Yeah. <laughs> he sounds like. Dude, a, know what my dad's name is? He sounds like a BYU. My dad's name player. is Kevin Smith. Yeah. He's a, a comic writer. Yeah, comic, and he writes Smith screenplays. And he, and he has a, and he and he has a, a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Kevin Smith, the podcast. Yeah, let's get Kevin Smith on the podcast. I'm, I'm honestly not huge on Marvel, but I have read some pretty good runs, and this feels like it's going to be one of those. Like our viewers know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we mainly did DC. And I mean, if you just look behind us. But Marvel does have my favorite character. Hands yeah, down. Spider Riley is in and, love with Spider And I love Batman, but Spider Man is just. Way better in my opinion. Uh, See, I'm more towards the Batman and the Bat Fam. I love all those characters. See, I'm more towards the Invincible. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I regret putting this off for so long. I've owned this book for a couple years. Really? Yeah. And you haven't read it until now? I mean, I've got a lot of stuff I haven't read for a while, but... You should see this man's collection. How new is this? This is from 2000-2001 era. The art is very good. The art is by John Romita Jr., who I don't really like a lot, but he wasn't really bad during this time. Now, I don't think he's that good at all. But he draws a really good Spider-Man, to my surprise. But sometimes, like, the hands don't work and the faces are off. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Nice. Aunt May's face right there. Sometimes, like, the, their legs and arms are, like, rectangles. What is going on here? <laughs> so I'm going to tell you what kind of happened in this. Um, so there's this vampire guy named Moreland. Oh, he not shows Morbius. Up. He shows <laughs> he's up. He's Morbius' brother. <laughs> I mean, he, no, he's not. Moreland is his name. <laughs> he's not a vampire. He's not a vampire. But he looks like one. <laughs> like, he's dressed like stereotypical Dracula. <laughs> He's not a vampire, but he is. (laughs) So he's not technically one. So this guy named Ezekiel shows up and tells Spider-Man, like, he knows who he is. He's like, hey, Peter. And Spider-Man's like, okay. He's like Norman Osborn. That doesn't happen every day. Is that how Norman Osborn Um, is? But he basically tells him that, hey, your powers came from a totem force, the spider. It wasn't just this random spider that got hit by some radiation and bit you. What if the spider was trying to give you powers, but then the radiation killed it before it could? So it gets shot by some radiation, then it bites Peter. He's like, what if you were going to get those powers anyway? He's like, well, I haven't thought about that. That is a possibility. So 
he's gonna he's gonna get into that later in the run about um, his spider total powers. Have you heard of the other story, Spider-Man: The Other, where he turns into a spider? I've I the animated series taught me of Spider-Man turning into a spider. That yeah, that's with the multiple arms. That yeah. that's from a different like years and years ago, but they kind of go back to that a little bit. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so he has this fight with the guy that's the strongest person he's ever fought. Obviously, you got to throw that in there. Um, but he's like, you can't fight this guy. He will kill you. You will lose. He's like thousands of years old, and he's killed generations of people with his power. Um, and they usually only last a few hours against him. Spider-Man finally beats him by shooting some radiation into himself, and the guy is vulnerable to that. He so, shoots radiation like heroin? Yeah. Spider-Man <laughs> is Bane. Yes. Spider-Man with a spoon. When he hits Moreland and Moreland tries to absorb his powers, he gets radiation. And so that hurts him and Spider-Man's able to beat him. So that's how that goes. Um, then later on, um, during this time, 9-11 happened. Mm. So they... I think it was the December issue they finally did a, a 9-11 commemorative issue about like the cleanup and uh, talking about how terrible it was um, and that the real heroes were the cops and the mm -hmm. fire department. Most iconic picture of 9-11 Superman looking at that poster. He's like, those guys are the real heroes. Yeah. Love that picture. Um, the cool thing about this issue is, like, Kingpin, Magneto, Doctor Doom, they're all helping in the cleanup. Like, everybody's helping. So it's pretty cool. Reminds me a bit of, like, back in World War II, when they fought Nazis and the Joker. The Joker. <laughs> I don't know why I was about to say, was Hydra helping? Was no, Hydra helping? No, no. Were the terrible. Nazis helping? No, but when like the Joker finds out that the guy he's working with is a Nazi, he's like, I may be a criminal, but I'm an American criminal. Yeah, so this is a really good, well-written. Mm. It's It just feels like a really quick read. I don't feel like I struggle with any of the issues. It just breeze through. And it, like, it reminds me of how good of a character Spider-Man is when he's written well. And you definitely get that in this run. So I definitely recommend it. Um, if you've never read any Spider-Man, this is a great jumping on point. It's, it's a really good place to start. Alright, so it has the biggest fan of Spider-Man's recommendation. Yeah. Now, mind you, I started with the Clone Saga. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and with that, do not take Riley's recommendation. <laughs> no. He's going to say, don't do it. No, I'm, I'm just pointing out that, like, if you really care for a character, you'll find a way to read good stories. And to like them. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff in the Clone Saga. Now, if, you know, looking back at how long it took for them to put all that stuff out, it took several years. I mean, I probably would have been pissed, too. Yeah. Having it all collected at one place, you know, it's easy for me to just pick it up and read it. Yeah. So it's kind of different for me. That's what I read. We also, Wyatt and I also did uh, the 52 omnibus, and all three of us read Batman Arkham Asylum, so that's why my month is kind of light on the reading, because we read a lot of stuff. I think we were all, well... Yeah, or more on the reading this month than me. That's okay. Usually I have a pretty good amount. You'll get there someday. Well, I mean, not every month can be filled with reading. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Everyone's the three busy. of us also read bits. Yeah, this is going to be the topic of the show. So, this is like a six-issue miniseries. It's called Spider-Man Life Story. Um... It's written by Chip Zdarsky. He's a comedian, so you know he'll write a good Spider-Man. I I want to say something about this. Remember Forrest Gump? You know yeah. how Forrest is the character, and they show a lot of history through his eyes. Mm -hmm. Well, pretty much that's what they're doing here. But instead of Forrest Gump, it's Spider-Man. Fair enough. That's pretty much what they're doing. Yeah. I just had an epiphany on that. <laughs> you know what I liked, Riley? 
Spider-Man Blue. <laughs> <laughs> and this is bringing this has a lot of Spider-Man. And look blue. at the color. Look yeah. at the cover. It's, it's monotone. Yeah. It's it's Spider-Man Blue. <laughs> Did the, somebody there, say? Be different colors in each issue. I know, but still, I'm like, I'm like, I was reading. It, I was like, yeah, I could. I, if I read this first issue and then read Spider-Man Blue, everything makes sense. Yeah. Like legit, everything would make sense. Well, except for, I guess, uh, Flash. What really drew me to this was Mark Bagley's on art. Yeah, I did yeah, that. As soon as, as, soon as you said it to me and you said you need to read this, I was like, oh, Mark Bagley. Yeah. <laughs> He's my favorite Spider-Man artist, hands down. When you got to get Mark Bagley on the show, Riley? <laughs> Dude, I'd love to. That'd be amazing. Send him an email. <laughs> uh, I'm going to open it up, show some pages. Be careful, Rat. But what they're doing is it's going to be a six-issue miniseries um, going through each decade up till now. So, like, it ends on a kind of a cliffhanger, so I don't know how they're going to attach that to the 70s for the next issue. I'm kind of confused if they're going to do that or if they're just going to make them one-shots. Yeah, because I want to see, because what happens is Vietnam's going on and all these heroes, mm -hmm. like, some of them are going to help in the war effort like I, the main one they show is Iron Man goes to help in the war effort but yeah, then, I like that I really like yeah, the ending I like the ending too but Captain America woke up now like 20 years out of the ice instead Don't of hurt your pages right? yeah, instead of a bunch of years I'm later I'm not going to have it graded or anything <laughs> graded and Captain America you know he did all this in World War 2 so the question is is he going to go to Vietnam and he's like yeah, I gotta go see it for myself. Yeah, he's he's really conflicted. Like, hey, should I? Like, he doesn't know if this war is right. He knew World War Two was right, but he doesn't know about Vietnam. And Spider-Man's like, should I enlist? You know, like, am I obligated to use my power for America? And he kind of gets that later on with Flash going to Vietnam. And... Yeah, Flash says it's what Spider-Man would do. I love that. <laughs> so that was good. That was a good little workaround. I also, mean... really like the uh, Norman Osborn stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of felt like Peter kind of screwed Norman over, though. He really did. When Norman forgot everything, and then Peter was like, oh, yeah, that Norman Osborn guy, the guy who can't remember anything and has mild head trauma, he's Greek Goblin. He just phoned cops. the cops. Go get him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when they were taking him away, like, he's trying to catch up to Flash's train because he's leaving, and uh, he flies, like, over... Norman, he looks over and sees him, and I was like, well, is he going to remember now? I was like, is it going to happen? But the cool thing, the coolest thing that happens is he's late for Flash, and old Flash leaves without him, and Gwen is, like, mad because she's there, pretty much waiting for Peter, and he's like, I wish I could tell you. She goes, wait, what's this? Because his collar's not buttoned, and she sees the Spider-Man suit on under, yeah. and it cuts off there. Yeah, this is my, uh, this is my, uh, prequel to Spider-Man Blue. <laughs> And I'm just then, excited for what they're going to do in all the other decades. Because this was another thing on the ending. So Cap goes to Vietnam, and uh, then there's these uh, soldiers like at a village like in Vietnam, and they're kind of, there's a woman who she's holding a baby, but the soldier says, "I think she's holding an explosive," and he's like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna," but then he gets knocked out by a Cap shield, yeah. and Cap pretty much says, "You tell your spirits that these people are under my protection." Yeah. The captain is now Captain Vietnam. No, he's not. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's Captain Vietcong. <laughs> he was just protecting innocent people. Yeah, he was people. protecting innocent you know, people. Like, he, probably, he probably just prevented the My Way Massacre. <laughs> Marvel continuity. <laughs> States, the Captain America helped in Vietnam. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense for the character. Yeah, it does. Because yeah, totally. he's for freedom. Totally. Not, not like the people He's for American values. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Not just whatever America wants to do at any given moment. America! Yeah! America, it's a thin line, because, I mean, they could change the Pledge of Allegiance from... And to the Republic. Unless you have Batman 1000. Yeah, I didn't actually get a copy of that. That was on Comixology. Yeah. Me and Riley read... Because it just came out Wednesday, and I haven't been able to go get it, so... Gotcha. So, yeah. It was a bunch of one-shots... It's uh, it's just like the Action Comics 1000 issue. It's just a bunch of short stories, and then it ends with whatever's going on in Detective Comics right now. So it's written by 
Tomasi, Peter Tomasi, and he's writing the Tatum comics right now. And I think he got like maybe 13 pages to do it in. The rest was all different writers mm -hmm. and artists, um, just telling some short stories. It was, it was overall pretty good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. What was your favorite story in it? I like the first one by Scott Snyder. Um, when he finds a detective's guild and shows up and turns out the detective chimp and this guy, what was his name? Slam Bradley? Something like that. And detective Chimp. I love Detective Chimp. <laughs> <laughs> He's a good detective. Yeah, he is. I was d disappointed that Ralph wasn't there. Hell of a chimp. Yeah. <laughs> Ralph is not there. Yeah. I, this may, this came out just recently, so I mean, Ralph is dead in the continuity, isn't he? I guess he still is. I'll say, no, say bring him and Sue back. Well, they definitely haven't brought Sue back. I know, I was saying, so. if they do, if he comes back, then I mean, they should bring Sue back. Yeah. But my favorite was... I wish they would. Yeah. So is this like an annual where it's a bunch of other stories, or is this one it's big like story? That. It's like that. Okay. Yeah. So my favorite was... Is it multiple writers, or...? Yeah, well, they, they had like a whole list of writers working on it. <laughs> Sorry, I, was, I had questions. <laughs> my favorite was the one where Bruce is visiting his parents' grave. And uh, throughout this, it's going back and forth between the Bat Fam. They're yeah. all meeting up, and they don't know why. They're trying to figure it out. And there's some humorous interaction between the Robins and all the other members. And it was just a, it was a good, wholesome moment. Yeah. There was also one where Batman is celebrating his birthday, and he's like blowing out the candles for the, his wish. And his wish for, was for him to have a family with Catwoman, and there to be no crime pretty much in Gotham. Then that ends, and he's like, "What did you wish for, Master Bruce?" Yeah, and yeah. then you get that <laughs> issue by Kelly Jones where it shows his family in the future. Yeah, and he's married to Catwoman. Mm -hmm. They have his daughter. You know what? Tom King trying to fix his problems. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Damien's older. He looks just like Tim. Yeah, pretty much. That's the one I just talked about. That's the one you were talking about? Yeah, it was just him imagining his family in the future, because at the end, he blows out the candles on his birthday cake. Oh, is that what that was? Yes! Oh, I thought that was, like, an actual thing happening. No. Oh, okay. All right. You're welcome. Batman confuses cool. us. Yeah. I love Kelly Jones mm -hmm. on art. It's, it's so different. Yeah, the art was different. It's so different. Um, that's actually some of the first Batman stuff I ever read. It's drawn mm -hmm. by him, so... Not a, it's not a great place to start. He's kind of creepy. And his ears are like a foot long. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing I noticed. As a and fan. his cape is like a living thing. It's like curled up and goes out like five feet on each side. It's huge. It looks like it's alive. Yeah. Uh, I love yeah, how you get all this happy stuff. Of levitation. I love how you get all this happy stuff <laughs> yeah. in the comic and then it ends with Tomasi's <laughs> Arkham Knight going, Batman's a piece of crap. Yeah. He's so overrated. Say Batman fast. Batman. 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 Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. So this is the Arkham Knight from... The game, yeah. The game, right? Mm -hmm. They yeah. brought him into the comics now. I guess. But I don't know how they're going to do that because it's Jason Todd. Yeah, so he's not Jason Todd. I don't know. He See, might be from the future. Well, was it Jason they, Todd in this comic? See, yes, he was. Well, okay. They could make him not Jason Todd or they could make him Jason Todd from the future either way it would work I don't know how they're going to spin that but I'm interested because I, I like the Arkham Knight stuff I thought it was cool it's a disappointing story in the game because they kept saying oh he's not Jason Todd he ain't, he ain't that Robin and then he was <gasps> he was we got you. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mean. That was my least favorite Arkham game. Alright, then. You didn't like the Batmobile missions? No. <laughs> they were hard. <laughs> they were all... That was the whole game. Hard. <laughs> Driving around the dang you get Batmobile. Uh -oh. It's a spammer. Yeah, I get those all the time. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. I honestly and probably enjoyed action comics more than this. Well, I haven't read action comics. And I, I like Batman way more than Superman, but I, I thought I'd probably like the action comics more. 
I wasn't really a fan of some of the people they picked to work on this, too. Like, some of the people I didn't think belonged there oh, more than Brent others. Oh, Morrison wasn't in it? I really didn't like Bendis on this. Oh, Bendis was in it? Yeah. I really didn't like it. Oh, Bendis. Which one was that? I don't remember which one. Which one he wrote. I just remember but not liking like it. it. <laughs> which one did you not like? The one by Bendis. Yeah, but which one was that? I don't remember. Well, then how do you know you didn't like it? Just pull it up on your phone and look. Well, I think you're going to interrogate me. Darn. So anyways, I just noticed on Wyatt's phone that his Wikipedia and other, like, glossaries... It's all in one. ...are all yeah. in a folder called References. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not the... No, I have DC... The DC one is in my Chimmy Comics folder, which has Hoopla, Comicsology, and our uh, app we use to schedule. I just like that you have a folder called References. <laughs> if I need to reference something... Just right. pull it out at a moment. There's the one about. Okay. <laughs> you remember what happened in the first one? The first one was about Scott Snyder. Okay, the second one was the one about the worst henchman well, ever. Just click on it and you can see who wrote it. Oh, the henchman. No, that was by Paul Dini. Oh, heck yeah. Paul yeah, Dini. Paul Dini got one. Okay. And I like, I like the henchman. That was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Wish it was him and Bruce Tim. <laughs> Yeah, St. Mark's so. <laughs> The next awesome. one was the... Was there any Batman Beyond stories in here? No. The next one was this one. The one where all the... There was those guys in the warehouse with power armor and... Like, no, that was... Uh, Warren Ellis. Okay. Then the next one... Really the next one had um, Leslie Tompkins. Was that the one? Does it say... This one was Denny O'Neill, so no. Okay. I wasn't really crazy about that one either. I wasn't either. That was drawn by Neil Adams, right? I think. Boo, Neil Adams. Yeah, Ooh. he's not that great anymore. I wasn't crazy about his stuff to begin with, but he's kind of gone downhill. I just like how every time you see Neil Adams at a Comic-Con or anything, his prices are so much higher yes, than anyone else's. And then there was the Heretic one that was next, and that one was by... Christopher Priest. I really don't like him. Maybe that was the one I didn't like. Yeah, that, that I didn't like. It was short, and I didn't know what was happening. And you don't you don't know like what's going on because he he puts these random titles over mm -hmm. just random pages, and you're like, what? Then there was I know, which is how the penguin, which was by yeah, this one was the one by Bendis. Oh, I kind of like that one. It was probably the Christopher Priest one I didn't like. Yeah, I like that one too. So in that one. Um, the penguin figured out who Batman was, and it's yeah, like way in the cool. future. It was way in the future. Batman's like in a wheelchair, and he's like sitting there at the sunset, and the penguin shows up. And he's like, "Wah!" <laughs> I like stuff like that. Yeah, he, where Batman's super old and doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, and people and know the penguin's like, "I knew, I knew all along, but I never did anything because I knew you that because that I knew that that was the only reason I was alive." Wah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my bad. I really did like that one. That one was cool. But I can, th I can think and he of finally, like he goes crazy and Batman like his wheelchair like electrocutes him, and, yeah. and these guards come rushing up to take him away. And he's like, hmm, good visit. But I can think of a lot of people better than Christopher Priest more suited to write Batman. Mm -hmm. I didn't. Neil Gaiman. Let him. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Gaiman's pretty cool. I like his writing. Why did? Did Grant Morrison not have a story in this? I don't think he did. I'm telling you, Riley, no one likes him. <laughs> did he really not? I don't think so. I will be shocked. It's cell phone, the show. He really did it. Okay, I definitely would have... Je Christopher uh, Priest for Jeff Johns wrote The Last Crime in Gotham. I'm, yeah. That was the one where he was imagining yeah. his family in the future. And his daughter's name is Echo. Yeah. I didn't really care for that. Libra. Delta. Shield. <laughs> <laughs> Alpha Bravo Zulu Charlie. <laughs> the son of the Joker. Oh, oh he's dead. Alright, so... I, the Son of the Joker story was cool. Who that's, did that one? Jeff Johns. That's the one Jeff Johns Oh, that's did. the same story? My bad. What is wrong with you, Riley? 
Dude, I got some of that mixed up. <laughs> it's all about this story. It was the Kelly Jones art. <laughs> got me messed up. <laughs> Hashtag Wyatt was right. You were right this time, Wyatt. That's right, Wyatt. One, two. Okay, so with that. Yeah, I overall, pretty good issue. We should play another thrilling game of That's Right. Are you ready, Wyatt? Let's see if that reference folder actually helps you here. I don't have the Marvel <laughs> one. No cheating. No cheating. You reference. don't have a Marvel one? Unless you're I, me. I just downloaded the DC one. I probably should Says the guy one. saying, we should do more Marvel. Well, I just say, <laughs> I say that for variety, Riley. I mean, I prefer DC, but I mean, we need to reach out to both sides of the spectrum. Hey, man, I read... And you read a bunch of Marvel. I read a bunch of Marvel this month, so... Yeah, I also want to do some novels. So... two novels. Go ahead, Tanner. That's right. <laughs> The theme of this episode is the MCU. Okay. Watched so. it. Not all of it. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Riley right now is two to zero. Riley has won both games of Bath Right. A game created for Wyatt. Well, I don't know as much <laughs> about comics as he does. Just kidding. Make it a history Okay, this we're is gonna, more even. We're going to start yeah. out with an easy question. Prior... We're going to do ten questions, I think. Okay. So prior to Tom Holland taking the role, how many actors have played Spider-Man on the big screen in the U.S.? Two. You were both correct. It is 1-1. One, one. What movie did Thanos first appear in? Avengers. Avengers. 2-2. Two, two. Post-credits scene. Yeah. In his chair. Yes. Yeah. Mid-credits. You all say Aside hair. from Stan Lee, which actor has appeared in the most MCU films? Uh, I'm gonna say Samuel Jackson because Nick Fury's in a lot of them. Good guess. Riley. Hmm. Is it not Robert Downey Jr.? So your answer is Robert Downey Jr., his answer is Nick Fury? Sure. Riley, you get the point. Dang. Wow. What does the acronym. What does the acronym SHIELD stand for? Strategic Homeland, Homeland. Intelligence. E. Dang it, I just heard it last night. The night before. I don't really know how this question's gonna work, because, like, once one of you says it, the other's just gonna be like, yeah. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll, we'll Is go it ahead. not intervention? It's not intelligence, it's intervention, intervention, right? Inter Logistics division. I don't know the E, though. <laughs> Skip the question. Did I get them all? all Who, the whoever gets the E, I'll give you the question. I just told you the rest of them. Emergency. <laughs> nope. Rally. Ugh. Did I give the rest of it though? Like, at least tell me that. Wait, I've got. Yeah, it. you got. I think I've rest. got it. The intervention part was right. Okay. Enforcement. Yes. Damn, yeah, I got it. So now we're even at three three. I got more of the letters. <laughs> I got the one that mattered. Okay. So how many questions have I been through? Four. I guess so. Yeah. How many Infinity Stones are there in the MCU? And what color are they? Six. What color are they? <laughs> Red, Red, green, green purple, purple, blue, blue yellow, orange, yellow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Good job. I can't tell you what they mean because they're different from the yeah. comics and it gets me confused. What is the name of Jane's sidekick, played by Kat Dennings in Thor? Who's? Jane. I haven't seen Jane's Thor. sidekick. Jane Foster. Her friend. What's her name? Yes, played by Kat Dennings. I don't know her name. She's in like one movie. She's in two. Okay, my bad. <laughs> so you both don't know? But yeah. she is the gal, I mean the girl off Two Broke Girls. Yes. Yeah, I don't know her name. Darcy Lewis. Okay, well. Darcy. Excuse me. I remember that I now Darcy. that you said it, but I never would have got that. I haven't seen the word in years. So I can tell. What is the name of Ben Kingsley's Iron Man 3 character who was hired to play the Mandarin? What do you mean? Oh, 
It's it's like a real proper name. Reginald? No. <laughs> oh, don't shoot, please. <laughs> I don't know his name, dude. Friday doesn't know what I don't know. I knew it. What is it? Trevor. Trevor. Yes. Trevor Slatter. I remember that. Trevor Phillips. What was? Did, did you know it before you saw it though? Yes, before you saw I the did. answer. I did. Yes. I find that hard. To I, I I was like I was like, do I want to ask him? I feel like this is the easy one. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. What was the first film of Phase Three of the MCU? Ant Man. No. Uh, Why? <laughs> for Phase Three, was it? Oh, I know. Was it... Why it gets first guessed in the No, I, I, I know. Winter Soldier? No. Uh, was it not Ultron? No. <laughs> was Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy Oh, I think it Y'all both get it wrong. No, wait. It was Civil War. Yes, it was. I thought someone I was going <laughs> to I'm not giving it to either of you. So what is the score right now? It's like 4-3, right? Yeah, I think. In favor. Okay. Of who? Me. That was you. Because I beat you on the... The shield one? Yeah. It was three. I three. know that. Yeah, but tied, we should be tied. And I got the Infinity Gauntlet one. Y'all both got. That yeah, we one. both got that. One. No, you didn't. Yes, I, I did. did. I got it first. We both did it though. Roll back the film. <laughs> we, we, both, we both got that one. You got me on the which actor is. How many characters of the MCU have been recast? Don Cheadle. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only one I know. Uh, oh. Fantastic Four is different because yeah, that don't get okay. that don't count. This is in the MCU recast. You mean like they've appeared in an MCU movie and then they're recast? Yes, they were a different actor. Shoot, uh, that's my hint too. They're all how many are there? Oh, you're asking. How many. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> uh, Good job. <laughs> Throw me a number. Three. No. Two. No. Four. No. Five. Rally guy. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 now. What are they? Now, if you can name more than three, Riley, Don Cheadle, I'll give it to you. And um, then, if you can name more than three after Riley, then I'll give it to you, Wyatt. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who's in the early movies. Oh my god, Riley. What about the Red Skull? Was he recast? Was it the same guy? I'll count that. It's not on this list, but yeah, I'll count that. He was recast? Yes. Oh, cool. I didn't know. I think this this trivia game Has Josh before. Brolin always been Thanos? No. So okay, you got then. three. So there's your three. The other were Hulk. <laughs> Duh! <laughs> yeah. And Fandral. And Howard Stark. Who? Fandral, he was the uh, one of the Thor's people. The blonde-haired guy <laughs> with the mustache. Never. Looks like Wyatt. Never. I don't even know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Howard Stark was the other one. I, yeah, I didn't know. He was recast. Any more questions do we have? <laughs> I think just one. Okay. I could be completely wrong, and we probably went through ten, at least twice now. Okay, here's a fun one. Okay. Who are the three people who founded S.H.I.E.L.D.? Three people. Yep. Coulson. No. Damn. <laughs> founded S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, well, he was there at the beginning. No, no. <laughs> he wasn't. Was Nick Fury. How, no. no. Howard Stark. Thank you, Wyatt. Penny Carter. Yes. And I didn't know the third one, but I'm giving it. To what you. did you say? Who Carter? I said Penny Carter. It's Peggy. Peggy, what? you're wrong. He doesn't get a point. Riley, <laughs> <laughs> get a freaking point. All right, he gets the point. What was the third one? It was Colonel Chesterfield. Was what I did. Well, he didn't get it. Yeah, it's fine. I got it. No, you didn't. Yes, I'm I did. I'm giving it to no, him. No, you didn't. I feel like this is biased. <laughs> <laughs> you already won twice. Just let me. Yeah, have because I've I've won twice. <laughs> Okay, so we'll end it with this one. I honestly don't even know what the score is anymore. Don't either. I assume it's tied. <laughs> so that's what we're going with. We really need to like write this. Down. I know. I usually make y'all hold up fingers. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know why we did this time. But I'll do that. Okay, this time. is the last question. Who did Tony Stark think Stan Lee was during his Iron Man cameo? The, uh, shoot, uh, Hugh Hefner. Yes, yeah. that was it, Hugh Hefner. Yeah, Riley got it first. <laughs> I thought it was Riley wins. Riley wins. It's three zero. 
I'm sorry, why? And that concludes another game of That's Right! Bullshit! Riley. <laughs> Riley won. Thank you guys for watching the Jimmy Comics cast. I enjoyed it. Hope y'all did. Sorry we didn't have a big topic of the show. I like talking about Spider-Man. So that was fun. Yeah. So, glad y'all watched. We'll see you next month. What is next month? April? Yeah. Yes. April. So for issue four? Yeah. Damn, we've done a lot of yeah. these. These are long episodes. <laughs> okay. We, so. Well, do we put it at the end of the month? We yeah, could, We could be talking about Endgame. We could, yeah. We could have. But we did. <laughs> no, like, we can talk about Endgame. Oh, in April? Yeah, 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 we can. All right, well, there's your topic for next month. Yeah. Woo! All right. Have a good one, guys. Mm -hmm. Subscribe. Mm -hmm.